Welcome to this edition of Psychedelic Radio. I'm Christina Thomas, the president and founder of Myself Wellness, and my co-host is Charles Patty. Together, we co-founded the Warriors of Consciousness, a not-for-profit to help people gain access to psychedelic ketamine therapy. Together, we are on a mission to help save and transform lives through this treatment. In this podcast, we'll be pushing boundaries, breaking taboos, and shedding light on the use of psychedelic medicines. We want to share expert knowledge and firsthand accounts of those who've experienced transformative psychic shifts using psychedelics. Journeying with us today on this edition of Psychedelic Radio is Catherine Noli. Catherine is an entrepreneur of over 30 years. She creates experiences that are memorable and is passionate about seeing others happy. She's a mental health advocate and is passionate about the neurological benefits of psychedelics. And like us, her passion is to helping others heal. Thanks for joining us today, Catherine. Thank you so much. It's a privilege. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. So, um, so the first question we usually open up with is, what made you passionate about getting into this field? What, what ignited that flame inside of you? I would say what made me passionate is at 54 years old and trying a lot of different modalities for my depression. Um, the big turning point was a traumatic car accident uh, six years ago. And trusting in traditional medicines and traditional psychotherapy just continued to make it worse. And uh, then I found myself in my first psilocybin journey um, and immediately knew it was profound. And like I normally do with most things in my life, studied, did a deep dive and proceeded with uh, deeper ceremonies that opened up many doors since then. Amazing. I love it. Yeah, no, and I love the fact that you said you did a deep dive. I'm a huge fan of those myself. <laughs> no, you know, like, listen, like, you know, I, I a lot of people are, I, I think everything's great. And like, you know, I'm a, I think microdosing might be good for people. And I'm sure that it has some grand anti-depression effects, but I really feel like the deep dives are where the real therapeutic value of the medicine lies. And it's not just scraping the surface, but we get to the root issues and the root cause of why we were suffering to begin with. Absolutely. And looking back at it now, when we're in the midst of not thinking clearly, not being our authentic self, I say this to many people, we're doing the best we can do at that moment. And each journey um, showed me a new facet. And my story may be very different than some people, but I approached it like I've done a lot of things in my life. I just studied it and studied it and eased my human mind of the physiological things that could happen. And once I put that at ease, and then it was a matter of finding a sacred space, finding a good space holder, finding good medicine. And then I could let the journey take me a little deeper and the healing just kept kind of unraveling you know um because I look back at it and I think of how much I did in two years um I really lost myself uh like they say to find yourself I did like 20 ayahuasca ceremonies in two years well about maybe two and a half um and that proceeded with the mushrooms and that opened up and they, that actually showed me other 
like the, it showed me the toad. And that's when I ended up finding that through ayahuasca journeys. No, I love it. I love it. You know, they, they say the only way out is within. And uh, it sounds, <laughs> so true. It sounds like you have that. just don't get it. I mean, sometimes I have to reacclimate myself. It's um, so with this particular conversation, we're touching so many different levels of consciousness, so many different types of people that are drawn to the medicine that are listening to this. And I always try to adjust what I'm saying and how I'm saying it so it can relate to them. And so I know we have many people that do deep dives and we probably have some people that maybe have never touched a psychedelic, you know, maybe cannabis is, is saved their lives, you know? So, I, I tr- I'm going to try to keep things um, as open, but also very understandable and relatable as I can. Yeah. No, you know, everything, everything's perfect, you know, and, and the truth is, is that, you know, what might have worked for me might not be what helps somebody else on their own healing journey. Everybody's on their own individual healing journeys. I just know from my personal experiences from suffering for over 20 years and then uh, with depression, anxiety, and I self-medicated with drugs and alcohol. It, it took some deep dive experiences for me to really, you know, see the light going down to oneness and realizing that, you know, everything is connected and the answer is love and, uh, you know, stop taking things so personally, because, you know, in my opinion, it's like, you know, I'm just a concept. We all kind of are. It's just like, you know, we're all consciousness. We're all it. And this is just, you know, the, the, the dream of life, the journey, and we're supposed to embrace it and watch everything play out, play the observer. Oh, well said. That's so beautiful. So beautiful. Absolutely. What are you, what are you doing now? Gosh, I would say, um, how do I answer that question? What am I doing now is, (laughs) haha, I meet people where they're at, um, so if they've never don't know anything about psychedelics and we start there, maybe it's a lot of sending them clinical research data from universities. There's 25 universities in the US that have psychedelic and consciousness departments now. Uh, the clinical research is just co- developing every day as we speak. You know, it's um, so I send them articles to ease their human mind um, because again, the more comfortable we are and the more our mind understands something, then we're able to let our spirit surrender. But my favorite, I mean, just to, I guess if we were to say if there was a favorite love of mine, but I definitely would never say everyone needs this or that. Like you said earlier, everyone works for some person, doesn't work for someone else. My favorite is the transformation that I've seen from the molecule 5-MeO-DMT. Um, not only did it happen with me, but I've seen it, um, probably over 600 people now. Um, it's just beyond words. Uh, probably one of my favorite parts is when I, when they're ready to talk and, and they're just connecting and, and I ask them, how was it? And they just struggle with words and it's just tears will run down their face about, you just see, you just see the joy and the peace on their face, but they can't put it into words. And that is why I have changed my whole life um, to, to help people find this medicine. That's amazing. 
I um I've, I I don't have any five experience. I have about forty breakthroughs on NMDMT, and in my psychedelic okay. journey, it, my psychedelic journey is over. I ended it a couple of years ago. I kept getting the same message over and over again. But I okay. I, personally, I personally feel that DMT and actually like ketamine, like we 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 have a facility that we do psychedelic ketamine therapy at here in Bonita Springs, Florida. It's called Myself Wellness, and we do mostly intermuscular shots of the medicine, and and I. Feel feel that like an intermuscular shot of ketamine at the correct dosis is very relatable to like an hour long DMT experience. Rick Strassman was actually, we had Rick on our uh, podcast not long ago, and he was actually saying that the, the two real, like the two compounds where people are really having these NDE experiences would be like, you know, DMT and ketamine. Those are like the real, like the, I don't know, the, the eye-opening ones where people are having these, you know, oneness or psycho psycho-spiritual experiences that are really propelling them forward in a, in a significant direction. Oh, yes. I, um, I, I helped a lot of people with individual DMT ceremonies, um, whether it's Changa is usually seems to be, I'm not sure if your audience is familiar with that, but you can take the NNMDMT and put it and layer it on Changa and you can have a very controlled journey and you can enter it very delicately or you can go fully in. It's as you feel comfortable. And um, going back to what you said is it kept showing you the same thing. Yeah. I worked with enough people that DMT can definitely do that. Um, it's, I call DMT the gateway. DMT is, it's all called the spirit molecule, okay? But DMT in its 15, 20 minute sessions like that is, is your A, it can, it can either joke around with you and make it funny and pretty and silly, or it's very deep and spiritual, or it can no, be a little sure. dark and heavy. It can be dark and heavy also. It'll surprise yeah. you. It, no, it, definitely, sure. it definitely knows your truth and how you're approaching it, um, which I tell people, I've told people don't overuse it, have intention. It needs to be done in a ceremonial way if you're seeking healing and enlightenment. And there has been a point, I've heard this with many people, myself included, uh, when I first started DMT at home um, after ayahuasca was, um, it kind of shut the door on me after a few months. You know, I had just all this huge, vast playground to check out. And it was just, you know, the best thing ever. And and then it was just like, no, nope, no more for you. <laughs> no, for sure. No, I actually, yeah. so I actually ended my psychedelic journey with the intermuscular shots of ketamine. I healed with psilocybin oh, mushrooms, DMT, LSD, Beautiful. MDMA. Um, you know, I, I had hundreds of psychedelic experiences under my belt. But the thing is, is that the ketamine injections kept giving me the same message and it was basically you know like you know i am the i am and so are you we all are yes. it's time yep. for me to stop getting lost in the medicine and actually apply what i learned to my integration. life integration yeah the integration go. yeah yep. the ketamine i am a huge proponent before it's legal i just adore the clinics that are out there making changes and just trying to help people i just i try to tell as many people as possible about that medicine and send research on it um and like you said it's a completely different journey from that to mushrooms and uh the dmt journeys i was referring to and ketamine can be the same way it can kind of shut the door after a point 
Um, it's just developing a relationship and how is it helping you neurologically, physiologically, and then it, how is it helping you mystically, spiritually? Um, it's trying to connect the mind, body, spirit with all these medicines, how they're affecting each aspect of your life and how you're making a difference. And for some people, maybe it's just going and getting the treatment, experiencing that medicine is sustaining them. And that's enough. You know, they don't, if that's the best they could do at that moment, then that's what sustained them. Because some people are like, well, I should have gotten more. You know, I just, you know, I feel like I'm not integrating enough. And sometimes that's the best they can do is to get there for the treatment. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, we've seen so many people that are just, there's no life or color left to them. And then through the course of their treatments, you know, everything, they start to glow. Everything about them is different. We just had this one gentleman who had this crazy curly long hair and an unkempt beard. And after his third treatment, he groomed himself and he looks like a completely irrecognizable person. Oh and, and my gosh. Into our doors. No, this guy, this gentleman was actually, he was actually living in the woods and uh, his family had brought him in. And um, oh, wow. it's a, it's, he's only halfway through his sequence and it's like, he looks like a completely, yeah. you, when I walked in and I looked at him, I had to take a double cake take because I had no idea who he was for a second. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. Hey, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> so, and that's yeah. what keeps you doing it. You know, it just keeps you spreading the, the info, spreading the medicine, just letting people know. And that goes back to, he saw self-compassion and self-love, yeah. you know, yeah. and it, if we don't have that, first with us we we can't even start to change the world around of us no um and yeah yep yeah and this medicine some people don't even understand self-love and self-compassion you know it, they don't even understand how it, it happens in a journey they see things and it's like you said it's slowly it happens you know through the it's not a one day an instant change it's just that you said three treatments later he's just boom he found this self-love and self-compassion for himself yeah no you know listen i tell people that's what one of the major things that psychedelic medicines did for me was they actually gave me the ability to love myself enough to actually want to heal you know i, I didn't even think i was worthy of that for a lot of years in my life but you know i think one of the most important things for people to always realize is that like you know it's like I can't heal anybody. The only person I can work on is myself. You know, it's like, you know, as cliche as it sounds, as I heal myself, I heal the world. You know, Ram Dass said, all I can do is work on me. All you can do is work on you. And that's the best we can do. And, and the truth is, is that that's what we have to do. It's like, we have to be the embodiment of it. We have to have that energetic connection or, or that energetic attraction where it's like, you know, you're embodying it, you're living it, you're doing the deal and people see that and they're like, Hey, wait a second. Like what's going on with you? I, I want to like, I, I want that in my life. And so yes. I, an energetic communion. it is an energetic communion. Our doctor says that all the time. Dr. Andrew. Absolutely. Um, I, I do love, think that that's one of the, I do think that's one of the places where like a lot of people in the field though, are like, 
I think that's where like, you know, egos and, and spiritual narcissism can come to play sometimes is like, you know, people are like, oh, I'm, I'm a healer and I'm going to heal you and I know what's best for you. And, you know, I think like, you know, here at Myself Wellness, what we really do is we just say to people like, you know, hey, listen, like, you know, we're all, we're all in this together. Uh, we've, you know, everybody that works at our clinics done the treatments, we're all well versed in other psychedelic compounds also. And it's kind of just like, you know, listen, like we, we've all had things that we've made it through on our own healing journeys. And this is what's worked for me. And if it sounds like something that might sound like you want to do in your life, that that's cool too. But I think really just being able to support people and, and letting them know that, you know, like they're the one that's in charge of their healing journey and that, you know, they need to find their own inner guru. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Biggest, you know? It's just, it's, it sounds so simple how this part of the conversation started was when the gentleman found self-love and self-care, it heals so much when we can just start honoring our body and recognizing how pure and what a gift it is to be here. And some people may think, is that the biggest thing you're going to get from the medicine? No, that's, it's really has to start with that because like you said too, it's like when you heal yourself, you, you have that energetic shift you walk different, you talk different, you share your story in a new way, you approach everything, your food, your surroundings, the company you keep, that's the medicine. That's when the medicine starts is when you are walking your life day by day, grateful to go to bed, grateful to wake up with self-care. And it, it slowly, the trauma and the pain once you can love yourself and forgive yourself that whatever you did or whatever happened, you can shed that. And that was the best that was available at that moment. And that you have the capability and opportunity to make a new direction. No, for mm -hmm. sure. I, you know, I hear it. Mm -hmm. a lot. I've heard, I've heard it a lot of times and I, and I actually, I really feel this message where it's like, you know, you take the medicine until you become the medicine. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And, 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 the thing, and the thing is, is that like, it's funny because like all of the things that I was tapping into through other psychedelic, you know, through my use of psychedelic compounds, these higher states of consciousness, um, you know, it, it, I can tap into these things through meditation now or like even just in my daily life it's like weird it's like when i get into a very high vibrational or high or like you know high vibrational situation it's almost like i can actually feel like i'm on some medicine but i'm not on anything oh, you that know? is beautiful and I, and I think that that's like a really important message for the listeners out there is that you know it's like and, and it's what it's what um it's what we were just talking about. The medicine isn't the answer. The medicine's the beginning. The medicine's the tool. It's the, it's the, it's yes, the yes. It ignites that fire inside of you. But, but the truth is, is that, you know, it's like, it's not the end all and it's definitely not the final answer. It's to help you see what's already inside of you anyways and tap into mm -hmm. that because it's always been there. The medicine is just giving you a glimpse of it. Mm -hmm. I tell people, especially um, the five MEO DMT experiences can be so quick and so profound. And I'll tell them I, and that feeling they have after I always tell them first, but it's hard to absorb everything we tell them. But I say, really hang on to that feeling this medicine gave you because I say the same thing. 
that feeling is already in you. It's just a reminder. So, you know, when you are integrating and and going back into your routine as a human and you've had this powerful experience, it's it's a shift of, of consciousness. It's a shift of perspective that I believe allows you like years of meditation teaches you is just to observe the mind, not be of it, right? So these experiences can kind of allow you to observe, just go, oh, okay, that, that is not me. You know, that's, that situation is not me. That memory is not me. That old identity of self is not the true me. And that, like you said, starts the healing journey. And I, it just is a reminder for some people that couldn't break through and get that feeling of love that this medicine can kind of give them that. And then they have the tools because we're humans. We're based things on sight, sound, smell, touch. You know, that's how we have memories. You know, we can think of some of our favorite memories and we can think of if the sun was out, if it was cold, if it was wet, we can think of a smell, a touch, you know, a piece, a certain type of fabric will take us back to a memory. So I tell people to do that with the psychedelics. Let's your particular journey enable you to have this blueprint, this memory to help you hang on to that divine that's already in there. We tell, I don't know, we always tell people that like ketamine, it's like, like you get to a meditative state that you're like a Buddhist, Buddhist monk you've been, you can achieve what a monk has, <laughs> has achieved in yes. just an hour at our facility. 50, 50 years so worth of meditation in an hour. And, and, and you know, and, and, so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And you know, they don't even realize it. They don't, you know, we don't know what we know until we know what we don't know. So no, once sure. we're exposed to that feeling, they have no idea. So part of my role as a guide is to, make them aware of that experience as it's transcending them. As they're witnessing the mind, let's call it ego death, shifts of consciousness, as they're witnessing that to realize it's just a new aspect of self, mm-hmm. that it's still you, it's, you're just witnessing the mind, you're not in it. That, and you know, I actually, and like, when, when people go into these psychedelic experiences and the way that you're guiding them. It's like, I used to tell our clients when they were going into their journeys, it's like, you know, always go back to your breath and don't think about anything too much while it's happening. Just watch the movie play out, the movie of the mind, the the the, the trip, mm. whatever you want to call it. And the funny right. thing is that I was always like giving these suggestions. And then one day it dawned on me and I was just like, you know, surrender to the medicine, just let go, let go is the way. And I was saying all of this stuff. And then I was like, wait a second, I'm talking about life. (laughs) I know you're like, like this isn't this isn't just like this isn't like this is what you're trying to do. (laughs) The, The psychedelic experiences are literally just training you for what to do in life you know stay in a meditative (laughs) state observe (laughs) don't get too attached to it always go back to your breath you know and it's just like i was just like this is what we're supposed to be doing all day not just when we take psychedelic medicine well said you know and i i just used a term with a client this morning you know it's like you know i said you can find that state of equanimity you don't have to let the turbulence of the world you don't have to be part of it 
you know, go, because, you know, sometimes we think, well, we just want to stay home. We can't sit and meditate. I can't be home and meditate all day. I have to be in my company. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I go, okay, again, you can observe it. You don't have to be in it. So it's the same thing that you just said, that we can learn so much from surrendering to these journeys and getting connected with self. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it, you know, you can joke around about it, but like, you know, even after enlightenment, you still got to do the laundry. <laughs> well there's what's 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 the phrase is chop wood and carry water and then you yeah. chop wood and carry water again <laughs> you know it, 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 it i tell like I, when i work with people and i give them suggestions i'm like do you know that movie yes man with jim carrey and people yeah, are like, yeah. yeah you know i've seen it and i'm like be that you know I, like if it seems like <laughs> it, if, if an opportunity presents itself to you and it's not something that's going to hurt you or anybody else go show up you know, it's like, I think 85% of life, and I've heard this quote before, 85% of life is just showing up. So it's like, you know, it's not when, when you tell when people are talking about you need to stay in a meditative state, that doesn't mean sitting at home with your legs crossed, lighting, in, lighting incense and just meditating constantly. It's like, you're supposed to stay in a meditative state throughout your day, meaning like you still go places, you still do all of these things, but you'd be that observer and you watch things play out and not get energetically attached to things that don't serve you. You know, and I think that that's a really important thing for people to know. It's like, I meditate when I, I meditate when I walk the dog, I meditate when I'm at the gym working out, like in my workout, I'm in a meditative state. And that's just literally when you're just detaching from the mind and letting yourself go, you know, like always going back to your breath and just being, being in the moment, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, no, that's perfect. It's just being the observer. And when we can start to notice when our emotions are getting out of control or something's elevating our heart rate or someone, we can just go, okay, you know, let me witness that, you know, and just sit with it. And you can always get back to it later. You don't have to engage with it. For sure. It's it. Yeah, but it's meditation. I, um, when people work, it can be meditation, just calming the mind, programming the mind. There's many different forms of it. Well said. So one thing, the, the one of the, the other things that I ask are, are um, the people that we interview on our show or have on our show is, if you could give one message to the world, what would it be? For our listeners, if you could give one message, what would it be? Hmm. Mm. It's our hot wow. seat. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's so beautiful. Um, I would, I would love for people to know that they never need to be alone, that they never need to feel isolated or feel that somebody doesn't understand their pain. Um, I just, you know, would want them to just know that someone's there and humanity there is beauty in humanity just so they can feel that love from others and we need that to support ourselves because it can be very dark and very hard and one thing I work with people a lot is is I tell them I want to be the person you call when you had a really shitty day <laughs> I want to be the person you connect with me when you just 
didn't make the choices you wanted to make today. Maybe it's an addiction and they were so proud because they, you know, had the strength for so long and then they didn't. And just to know that there's a loving, compassionate person to say, it's okay. You know, that somebody's here to support you. It's just feeling alone is, is something you just wouldn't want to wish on anybody. You're just building that sagana, that community helps you stay strong. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank, so that was a big question, but that's the first thing that came to my heart. It's just so many people suffer when they're alone. And I know you guys see it because like you said it with that gentleman, he's alone in the woods. He was so alone. He went to the woods, yeah. you know, and it was family that brought him, please go. And for, you know, he found, and, and then you, once you start finding that self-love, you do start finding Sagana is, is your community, your people, your tribe, just sharing, you know, and that's your support. That's support to know, hey, this life isn't so bad. You know, there's some really good people out here. For even sure. on the bad days, even on the bad days are the best. Uh -huh. You know, I love it when my, when people call me and everything's going great, but to be honest, the role I chose, I get most of the calls are when people are in a very dark place. Yeah. Well, you know, there's definitely a lesson that has to be learned through everything. You know, I tell people, listen, like, you know, this is the synchronistic flow of the evolution of consciousness, <laughs> meaning that what might seem like something catastrophic or not ideal that we're going through in our day is most likely going to lead us to some sort of self-realization or some sort of epiphany that's actually going to propel us forward in the right direction eventually. You know, it's like I, teach us something. I used to like, I used to look up when I was in my active addiction and I would look up into the sky before I realized like, like I was talking to something separate from myself, but I was like, why me? Like, why, why am I going through this? Why am I suffering? How come I can't stay sober? Why are you like, you know, God, why are you doing this to me? And I realized the whole time I realized that, you know, it's like everything I went through made me the person that I am today. You know, I suffered from you know all of those different things. And now I get to go back and, you know, back in the flames that I was once in and I get to help pull other people out. I can relate to them. And so it's like, I realized that every, I, I like, I'm grateful for all the suffering that I went through because I'm a true believer that, you know, suffering leads to awakening. And so, you know, yes. it's like I had, I had to go through everything that I went through to get to where I'm at today. So now I can be of service and help other people. Mm -hmm. And, and you, and you are, and you're shining. Like you said, if you didn't have that lineage, if you didn't have, oh gosh, you know, I just said this to somebody last night. I'm doing a, a long weekend coming up and just been a lot of calls this week. But it came to me is all these experiences in our life, some people want to just forget them and, 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 and just get rid of them, right? They just want it gone. And they're, imagine your soul, imagine your identity as a soul beyond this human experience, who you were before here, who you're going to be after here. Every single thing is like a, a woven piece of fabric into eternity of your soul you would never take a piece of that fabric out. It would unravel. You, you need every single piece of fabric that was woven in there that made you who you are today. Yep. And they say, like you said, the obstacles are the path. If we 
once we learn to overcome these and we learn to witness them and have self-love <clears throat> is the true beauty because we can reach out to others' humanity and support each other. Beautifully said. Yeah, I love great. it. So if anybody wanted to contact you, how would they do that? Um, I think the easiest way is the samadhipathways.com. Uh, and I get back with them right from there. Excellent. Um, yeah, we go all over. We're kind of all over the U.S. actually um, and beyond. Um, you know, we, we go to people. We do different retreats in Mexico, all over. Could you and spell I, the name of, um, could you spell how to, how you would yeah, type Samadhi. Samadhi? <laughs> yeah, S-A-M-A-D-H-I-P-A-T-H-W-A-Y-S.com. And Samadhi Pathways is just like you said earlier, is there's so many different modalities to healing. Samadhi is a Sanskrit word for bliss, enlightenment, and pathways is just, there's many different paths that lead you to your bliss, your enlightenment. And I, I work with other people and independently as well. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate you. Yeah. I am looking forward to coming to Florida. I've got a couple other reasons to come down. I'd love to stop in and see you guys. We would love, love to, to have you. you. I love it. It was beautiful talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners for journeying with us today on this edition of Psychedelic Radio. You can download the past programs of our episode by going to CannabisRadio.com or by subscribing to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. To learn more about the Warriors of Consciousness, please visit us on social media or go to wocfund.com and watch the video. I'm sorry, .org and watch the videos. And if nobody's told you that they love you lately, we, we do. do. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.